international perspectives on Apple CSAM announcements, and the webcam surveillance state. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Text Expander by Smile, the makers of world-class software. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and download your free demo. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part three in our conversation about Apple's CSAM announcements and procedures and policies and the impact they may have on you. And it has taken a decidedly international turn. That's where we start with this. We also discuss webcams and the surveillance state they are helping create and bring that full circle right back around to the CSAM issues. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Right. So Paul in the chat room says it would be hundreds of companies moving at the same time. Um, what happens if we go to war with China? And Brian says he's he said, I'm worried that a government requirement could make Apple change what hash it's looking for, perhaps in some nations for political dissidents, et cetera, yes. and, and would be compelled to follow the law. Exactly. I, that, I agree with that. But but that, the hash situation, I mean, that means that. Okay, so you're going to have to have a hash to match whatever it the the specific thing is that you're looking for. Yeah, and also, you know, right now Apple's only doing this in the United States, and they're reporting to NECMEC. So, you know, that's not going to do Turkey very much good if, you know, Apple reports something that dissidents are doing to NECMEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, one, one thing about that argument is like, well, you know, a government could require anything at any time. And that doesn't really have anything to do with Apple making a hash system. You know, the government could say, you know, you must make this system. You know, we don't, we don't care what the technology is. Invent it. You know, we're requiring it. And governments do that kind of thing. Well, and governments are sometimes silly because they want things invented that are just not possible. I mean, the thing about the hashes, the hash system is it's it's not just like doing a search on a word document and finding you know the word kumquat. You know, it's it's a lot more involved in that than that. So, it, it's Brian, is it a concern? Absolutely. It's it's probably not as much of a concern at the moment because right now, excuse me, right now we're talking about photos. You know, we have, we really haven't touched, and there's no evidence that I've seen that this is going to go is is enforceable. Is, excuse me, is being implemented beyond photos. So I far. mean, at least with Apple, like you mentioned, um, you know, this all works with hashes, but this is kind of something that has already been going on in other areas, um, like with uh, these media companies trying to go after online piracy. As far as I understand it, this is kind of what they do. They look for hashes of their whatever movie, for example, that they have. And then if they do find it, then they send all these copyright notices to Google or, you know, the Pirate Bay or whoever. So I think building a database of something beyond CSAM is is probably, um, you know, someone could probably do that. But I, I'm not sure that Apple could modify the system to search for these other things. Well, they could. 
it would it would require breaking their own encryption but yeah they could well obviously things on your device if you can if you can see them you then apple can see them or some version of them no they can see them full stop they can't display it to you on the screen unless it's unencrypted or or you can't listen to it or read it or you know your your senses cannot pr- process encrypted information so the device has to be able to access unencrypted um information in order to show it to you and you know i think that's one of the distinctions maybe between a device and something on a server you could have stuff on a server and it's encrypted and the person who owns you know has that computer they can't read it or see it or view it or whatever it is uh because it comes back to your device and it's decrypted there but you know the device you know it has to be decrypted on the device because that's how humans can uh you know use it but yes i agree with you jim but if again if if you turn off iCloud and you are just storing your your Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about what Apple's doing now. I'm talking about the theoretical, what they could, you know, what they could do, okay, or or what a government could mandate that they do. Yeah, I mean, because well, in the case of what was it the um, the one shooter, you know, and they wouldn't unlock the iPhone because they said they couldn't because you know that they don't have the the key to that encryption that is on the device now. It'd be interesting to go back and revisit that and find out if the shooter had iPhoto turned on, if there was anything being uploaded. But at the end of the day, that device was encrypted and they couldn't get into it. They couldn't then. But if if they changed their method of encryption to where they could do it, then they could. Uh, it's you know, what what a company is capable of doing right now isn't the same as what they're going to be capable of doing tomorrow. And I think in this particular case, Apple couldn't do it then, but with a few changes to how they move data around, they could do it tomorrow. Well, they, they couldn't do it without the user's uh, authentication. Um, but when the device is running, obviously it's authenticated. Oh, yeah, um, so, yeah, but I mean, in this, in this, in that case, the 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 user was dead, and right. they they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get in. Now, guy, you make a, a very fair point, you know that 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 was at that point in time. And and, but I, and if my device is sitting here and I it's unlocked and it's running, the operating system could be scanning whatever's on it because obviously it has all the access to everything. That's how I can see it. Sure, but what if right. that device is turned off or that it's it's timed out or or what have you, where you have to reauthenticate in order to get to it? Then or if it's not connected, if it's not connected to the internet, well, then yeah, it's, it's it's unencrypted or it's it's decrypted, so you can utilize it, but it's right, not going but it, anywhere. It could be it could be sitting here while I'm using it, scanning it, and saying, "Oh, yeah, I see some." potentially nefarious thing and i'm going to send this to my server and and notify somebody you know so it's not unlike what they're going to do with messages right children well you know the point is they control the horizontal and the vertical there's nothing they can't do um 
And, you know, that's essentially what the government was asking them to do, put in a back door, which they could do at any time. Well, they could. And, you know, Andrew, I think it was you that mentioned, um, you know, something in the terms of service. You know, every company says we reserve the right to change our terms of service. And Mm -hmm. if they say that if they decide to do that in the in the best interests of children, then they put that in. And now you have a choice to make. You either continue to use the service or you remove everything from the service and go elsewhere, you know, or or just keep it on a local hard drive. But, you know, that's, I mean, you were talking about Apple operating at China's, at China's pleasure. You know, well, we all operate at Apple's pleasure. Yep. So it's. It, or again, Microsoft it's, or Google. Or Google. It's, it's sort and, of the name of the game. You know. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the te- you know, there was another comment earlier that, and I think, Guy, I'm not sure, it may have been you, you know, that the tech companies need to push back. Well, they are not governmental entities. So until uh, until somebody buys an island and declares themselves a nation state, yeah. yeah, then you know you're kind of stuck with the way you are and, and where you operate. Well, you know, even there, happen? if they're selling devices off their island, then they have to conform to the laws of where they're selling them. Yeah. I mean, in theory, unless you're just going to go against all of it and then you face blockades well, and all kinds of things. Yeah, well, you know, obviously they're smuggling and whatnot, but, you know, we're talking about legitimate, you know, these are public companies that, you know, they're not pirate operations. Yeah. But I, but I, do, it's, it's funny you say that, Jim, because sometimes I wonder if some of these governments, if they push too hard and Apple were to say, hey, you know what? We're just not going to, we're not going to send you any more iPhones. You know what would happen? What would what would happen if the UK said, you know, Apple, we need you to do A, B, C, and D? And Apple says, No, I don't think so. You know, so well, I don't think you, you know. We're not talking about the UK. We're talking about Turkey, Iran, you know, okay, North well, Korea, and yeah. you know, they probably would just say, you know, yeah, we won't we won't sell you know iPhones there, and they would that those countries would probably be happy about that. In yeah, fact, they would. They would probably turn around and say, "Yes, iPhones are illegal, and we will right. put you in prison if we catch you with one." Well, I was picking on the UK specifically because I wonder what kind of backlash there would be against the government from by the people who want this technology. I mean, I don't know that backlash could or would be as good or as big in Turkey or Afghanistan, but you know, in 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 the UK, yeah, I could see it because you know, or there's this incredible black market for, you know, for the technology. Now, again, clearly China is the country that, you know, I mean, the NBA bent to China, right? Okay. Remember one of the owners criticized what was going on in Hong Kong and the NBA wound up walking that back, you know, I think that was amazing. You know, American sports league, Bowed to China. I uh, don't quite see it as the same thing. Well, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but uh, you know, when we we talk about countries interfering with with companies, I think you know China is the one that you know companies can't ignore. You know, any any other country, companies can would be just like you said. Yeah. Okay, we don't do business in your in your country. 
And Google has done that. Google has walked away from certain com- countries. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, true. True. I don't know. I, it's, I mean, the, the, we're kind of a long way from where we started, and yet we're, we're also right there. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't know what the, what the right answers are. And I, you know, again, chat room, you're welcome to throw something in, folks. I'd I'd love to hear what your opinions are on this. I mean, are we are we all completely off base? Are we on base? Is it something that worries you? Is it something that is 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 important as we seem to think it is, or are we just being reactionary and you know privacy fanatics because we are Apple fans? I don't know. I'd, well, I'd, I'd love I, to know. What I, I don't think. know. Are, are, are we, you know, Andrew said he didn't mind too much. I'm not sure I do either. I mean, to be honest, as it turns out, I don't use cloud, iCloud photo. I use Google photos. Um, and, you know, not something I thought about a whole lot at the time I started doing it. And still, you know, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in my photos that I'm too, you know, oh, uh, as Warren said, you know, here you go, policeman, have my phone. I I think I you know I you know I, I I don't approve of that as social policy, but from a personal point of view, I don't think I'm you know I'm too alarmed. Um, but you know, ultimately, um, you know, I think it's an American thing to be um, concerned about uh, the government, you know, reaching into our lives. That's you know Bill of that's, Rights. That's, and, not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Though. No, I'm not saying it is, but uh, you know that that's you know we we all grew up you know learning about the Bill of Rights and um and you know all the bad things the British did because nobody the country was founded on mistrusting the or distrust of the government. I can use words. Yeah, this is our foundation. <laughs> it's our history. No, yeah. it's being patriotic. <laughs> Is to question the government or paranoid? Yeah, Brittany, that's a really yes, interesting point, you. and you, you know, you're absolutely right at at the basis of it. That is that is part of our DNA is to to challenge authority. I so. am not yeah. paranoid. Why are you all against me? <laughs> this edition of Mac Voices is supported by Smile, the makers of world class software like Text Expander. Are you looking for a quick way to improve your productivity? To help up the standards of your communication with your team and your customers? Improve the accuracy of that communication. Those are all things Text Expander can help with. With Text Expander, once you set up a snippet, every time you invoke it, a few keystrokes turn into a word, a sentence, a paragraph, or a page of information. And it is the same every time, with no errors or differences. More than that, you can deploy that snippet across your entire team or to only the ones you want to use it. So that customer response that you so carefully crafted is delivered with no variation and with 100% accuracy every single time. Text Expander is easy to set up, easy to deploy, and easy to use. It's also easy to get. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to get all the details and download a trial version. Then decide on how many different ways Text Expander can be used in your business to help improve efficiency and accuracy. TextExpander.com slash podcast. Get it today and be using it later today. TextExpander.com slash podcast. Thanks to Smile, the makers of Text Expander, for their support of Mac Voices.
So Webb in the chat room says, I thought it was the commissioner. I assume, Webb, you're talking about the, the basketball thing. And I have absolutely no interest or knowledge of basketball, so I will defer <clears throat> to Jim on that. I think it was the I, – I, I'm not you – know, I used to be more interested in it. But I thought it was the GM I, for one of the teams. I, I think it was the GM for Houston that made yes. a comment. Yes. And, and yeah, then the commissioner walked it back, and, and everybody was like, you will not – say yeah. anything about china something and about I, something you know, about hong kong I, I, yeah it was about, about hong kong. kong it was about hong kong it was when the you know some what, the, the the gm of houston expressed support for the people of hong kong and the That's chinese weird. the chinese were like you know we're gonna you know because they play games in china and you know i guess the nba does a lot of business there and and uh, i guess the commissioner got you know, yelled at, and he was like, "Oh no, no, we, you know, nobody has anything." And I think even LeBron wound up wa uh, walking back a, a comment that he had made. Mm -hmm. So nobody in the NBA is allowed to c criticize China's policy in Hong Kong. No, again, Webb says NBA commissioner. So well, he was the one that walked it back. Yeah. But I don't think he was the one that made the initial. He wasn't comments. the one. Um, Paul says this could just be the beginning. Look at Facebook. Um, Webb also says, giving up my phone is not my concern. It's having all of my confidential info, like bank accounts and credit card numbers exposed to someone that I'm supposed to trust. And, and, and I, Webb, I absolutely agree 110% with that. I don't think anything here, unless you're taking pictures of your credit cards and putting them up in, in iCloud photo, which I would not advise no matter what, um, I don't think that's really an issue here. Uh, Andrew, would you, would you concur? Uh, yes. I mean, I agree. You probably shouldn't store that kind of information in any cloud, but this system is not going to detect um, passwords or pictures of credit cards or anything of that sort. Well, and credit card number is, you know, that's something you hand out all the time anyway. People give it to a waiter in a restaurant, which makes me nervous. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I, I don't think, you know, by itself, that's um, not, you know, I'd probably be more worried about the Social Security card. Yeah. Even that, even that is probably out there already. Probably, but, you know, I think it'd be more helpful to somebody wanting to steal your identity, the social security number. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Smile, the makers of Text Expander for Mac, iPhone, and iPad. Text Expander is the best way to get more productive with your Mac. A few keystrokes can correctly enter your phone number, your address, a paragraph of text, or a page of code into whatever you're working on. And it does it the first time and every time, correctly and in a flash. That means no more fat-fingering information that you know so well. You do that by setting up what Text Expander calls snippets. You set the content of the snippet, you decide what keystrokes or phrase you will use to trigger your snippet, and you're done. Your snippet is now ready to use. If you're a one-person operation, that can be an incredible time saver. But if you're in business, Text Expander's value jumps exponentially. Now, when a team member uses your snippet, not only do you get accuracy, but also consistency for whatever your snippet is about. A service call response, a tech support answer, Text Expander makes sure that what you once said is what is said. Find out how Text Expander can make a difference for you and for your business at textexpander.com/podcast. 
Click the link now and you can be starting to tap the power of Text Expander in just a few minutes. Textexpander.com slash podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Smile, the makers of Text Expander, for their support of Mac Voices. Okay, so I can't help but do this. I'm, I'm going to do this. I was not going to do this. I was no, not going to. Don't. I'm afraid this will take us in a whole nother direction. But um, where was I? I was somewhere over the weekend where I had to wait. And they had a TV on with an infomercial about um, a webcam, uh, or excuse me, a home security cam, put it that way, a home security cam that. I, I, she'll go, she'll be nameless. And they made a big deal out of the fact that they've already sold 8 million of them. 8 million, that's one brand. Okay, so I look at that and it's like 8 million of just one brand. And you have lots more brands out there. I mean, we we exist in a surveillance state now. I mean, I, I have cameras, you know, poking out of my windows to watch my house. And I have cameras in my house to watch my house. And I bet that there's more than one person on the panel that has at least one camera somewhere. So, you know, how does that factor into we're, we're having all this concern over privacy and everything. And yet we are part of the problem where we are we are making ourselves less private all the time. You know, when Facebook came out, I mean, there you all have read the stories about the CIA talking about how, you know, they, they try to keep dossiers on everybody and they gave up because it's everybody just throws stuff out on Facebook. And, and I know in, in my, in my industry, you know, one of the first places you go, if someone is, is involved in a lawsuit is look them up on Facebook because the odds are they're going to tell you a bunch of stuff that you want to want to know. I don't even need to do surveillance on any, on people anymore. Just go to Facebook. They'll, they're happy to tell me where they are and what they're doing. I mean, I mean yeah. no, I agree. That is kind some of some people reality. are happy to do that. <coughs> oh, I, yeah, Jim. Yeah, not I, everybody. I, but I, I saw uh, yesterday on on my local next door, which is a kind of a weird thing, but there was there was a, a really weird post that somebody in my neighborhood had somebody parking a car in front of their house and putting a camera facing this person's house. And then leaving and then coming back. And they were doing this for several days on end. And they called the police and the police are like, we can't do anything about it. Because they were on a public road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and and, uh, I mean, and they were like, if you do anything to this car, like put a piece of paper over the camera, then you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Well, it's no. I'm, I'm not talking out of school here. Uh, it's it's no no secret that insurance companies do surveillance on workers' compensation claimants at times to you know to to detect fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I can. I've, I've had some of those cases where somebody, oh my back, my back, I, you know, I can't walk, I can't walk, and then you catch them Saturday night at the bowling alley. I guess you know, throwing strike after strike. I mean, come on. You this know, may circle around actually to our topic because this person was saying that they had a 12 year old daughter. So they were concerned that this might have had something to do with, with that. Right. So there you go. There's your slippery slope, Jim. You know, if, if it did have anything to do with the 12 year old daughter, none of us here would disagree that something should have been done about it. And yet the way the laws are written because they were on a public street, they couldn't do anything about it. 
the law, the legal, legally, they couldn't do anything about it. I feel like I've been skiing all night. It's just their slip, slips, slip, slopes are really slippery. So. But I do, I do agree with what you were saying. Um, we do live in a society with various types of surveillance. You know, like you could install a private OS on your Android phone and you can go out to the gas station and pay with anonymous cash. But uh oh, that gas station probably has, you know, cameras pointing at the customers with facial recognition and there's, you know, traffic light cameras and it's just everywhere. Yeah. I I mean if you if you think that you are living in this and you know, at night, I mean, now you have the night vision cameras that are sometimes better than the day vision cameras. So you can't sneak at it in the middle of the night and do anything. So it's just, it's, it's, I mean, we're right back to the Bill Belichick thing. It's the world we live in. It's the way it is. And we've got to figure out ways to deal with it and minimize the negative impact. Yeah. And, and a thing that people seem to have just accepted is that the telcos know everything about where you go um, all the time, unless you turn your phone off, um, which, you know, nobody does. And, and you know, people concerned about Facebook and which I am too, but, you know, Verizon or AT&T, they, they know all about every place you go. And, and, and online as well. You mean in terms mm -hmm. of the ISPs? Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, maybe not everything because I don't, you know, they don't um, necessarily know about HTTPS, especially if you use uh, DNSSEC. Um, How so, many people do that? You know, not not so far. Um, but, um, you know, the phone location thing, there's no way around that except turn your phone off. Right. Well, Andrew, I'm, 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 this is a while back, but I mean, for a while, wasn't there a utility or something that you could breach in and, you know, take the phone, the data out of your phone and show where you'd been? There, um, there, was, there was something. Yeah, I think somewhere. there was. I don't, I but, don't know if it still but, exists or but not. But the phone company knows, you know, they don't need your phone. Yeah. Right. Well, that was more personal use and just well, interest. And, and I don't know. Did we, We I can't remember if we, did we talk about the, I think we did last week or a week before about the Pegasus. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Pegasus. You know, so that's sort of a whole another aspect of this. That's obviously, you know, this is authorized uh, privacy violation and that's unauthorized, but. Right. But at the end and of then the day. there are tools like, uh, you know, by law enforcement, Stingray. That right. is a tool they can tap into the carrier networks. And then for the device side, there's, you know, great key and celebrate. Just get right. a dump of all your phone's contents. Yeah. So, so there you go. I mean, that, that's, that's why I think we need to just, we need to get used to changing our expectations and we need to really concentrate, I think a, a little bit less on the tech and a little more on the legislators. Of course. And, and, and making them understand the classic story was what about a month or six weeks ago it came out that the fbi had uh come up with uh phones that were you know compromised and sent everything to the fbi and they they sold them they came up with some you know 
as extra secure for criminal phones and 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 they got them in the hands of like several thousand criminals mm-hmm. and they 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 finally you know i guess did this for a couple of years and they you know they they finally broke the case and arrested like several thousand people uh you know <laughs> so oops yeah which which means don't, we will don't, have if you're a criminal don't buy your phone from the fbi yeah i mean we will have episodes of america's dumbest criminals for months and years to come you know based on that one thing guys thank you this i mean i i was concerned because i certainly don't think this is a topic we should joke about um and you know we haven't had as many laughs as we usually do here but this is a pretty serious one i'd like to think that this was a pretty intelligent debate discussion over it and and to thanks to everyone thanks to mark fuccio especially for you know coming in early he had to go i feel bad that david ginsburg didn't get to participate i know he had some things to say but apparently he's still without power so david if you're out there you know good luck i hope the tornado he, he was having problems last night too yeah yeah well they they really got pounded last night and i guess they were coming there too um, let's go around the room, let folks know where they can find you when you're not here, and uh, we'll we'll continue the debate later. Um, so, uh, and yeah, the, everything's gotten juggled all around. So, Jim, you're up first. Where uh, where can folks find oh. you? Uh, yeah, um, Provi.com and uh, ProviewJim on Twitter. Great. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for all your input. Andrew. Um, you can find me at uh, themacobserver.com, where I'm writing about topics like this. I've covered a lot about uh, this sort of uh, announcement from Apple a, a lot recently. Um, I also just want to say real quick, I, on Friday, I did write an article about if this sort of scanning by Apple does make you uneasy, I, I shared four iCloud photos alternatives that you could maybe check out these have you know you're either rolling your own service or it's a cloud service but it is end-to-end encrypted just to give people that choice great thank you i saw that article i saw that article and in fact uh, well let's do the rest of the introductions then we maybe we can kick that around in uh, in after dark um guy where can folks find you Oh, vertshark.com is the website. Uh, guy at mymac.com is the email address. Vertshark and Mac Parrot are the Twitter accounts. Uh, let's see. There is Guy's Daily Drive that is now pretty much just once a week. And the mymac.com podcast that I've been doing for 11 years, as well as Mac the Future for the last three or four. So does that mean Guy's Daily Drive is turning into Guy's Weekly Drive? Yeah, pretty much. But I go to work every day. So, you know, it's still it's still my daily drive, but I only record it once a week. Ah, got it. Got it. Oh, there she is. Our favorite mermaid is back just in time. Brittany, where can we find you? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Um, <laughs> I, um, on Twitter, I'm the ADD Liberator and my website is conquer.consulting. And uh, I like it when you find me here, too. Great. We love it when we find you here, too. 
Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices Live, Tuesday nights, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you subscribe to Mac Voices, you will get these. Usually I cut them up into uh, two or three piece slices so they're a little easier to get to get through uh, on a daily basis. But I think this was a really, really good one, a really important one. And if you do have comments, please, Chuck at MacVoices.com. I really would like to know what you're thinking. Until the next time, and as always, Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.